Shalom. We are back with another episode of Spirit of Truth podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Collins. I had hoped this week that I could catch up on Torah portions, but I had another 60-hour work week at the Daily Grind, so I am beyond exhausted and still running behind. So with that being said, I'm so thankful to have last week behind me and to be back with commentary on last week's Torah portion, which was Noah or Noah. Just as there is with Bereshit, I could literally go on for days and days inside this Torah portion. But rather than just enamor you with notes, I wanted to pick a topic or two and just kind of camp out there. But without even reading this Torah portion, I assume it's pretty easy to guess that within this portion is the story of Noah and the ark. Most of us are at least pretty familiar with this story. What's neat is that in almost every religion and culture in the world, there is a similar account written in their history. I'll never forget when my soul first became really hungry for more. When I was asking God if I was missing something, there had to be more to Christianity than what I had been experiencing. It was at that time that I was convicted to do something so logical that I'd never done before. And that was actually read my Bible like a book, starting in the beginning. Don't get me wrong, reading the importance of the Sabbath at creation was pretty eye-opening. But what got me was when I read the actual account, not a storybook version, but the actual account in the scriptures of Noah and the ark. And that I read that he took two of every unclean animal, but he took seven pairs of every clean animal. What? How on earth could I have read books as a child, attended churches, and read storybooks to my own children, and now at that time being about 30 years old and had never in my life read or even heard of the seven pairs of clean animals? What about the two by two we sang about? And what was this clean versus unclean? I had so many questions and honestly, I felt hoodwinked. Genesis 7 begins with this. Then the Lord said to Noah, go into the ark you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of every clean animal, a male and its mate, and one pair of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. 
seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature that I have made. And there it was in black and white. No matter what version I read, every single one had seven pairs of clean listed. And at that moment, it became my mission, my passion, and my life to get to know God for myself. So fast forward a few years and I found myself having a conversation with a friend of mine who also had found himself going along this same path. And he had been studying covenants and how weighty it was that when we made an oath or a promise or a covenant, how important it was that we follow through with what we say or promise that we will do. And in this Torah portion, we see the covenant that God made with Noah. And I noticed that covenants usually, well, maybe always, come with a sign. Let's read Genesis 9, 12. And God said, This is the sign that I set for the covenant between me and you and every living creature with you for all ages to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds and it shall serve as a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and every living creature among all flesh so that the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. That was Genesis 9, 12 through 15. The rainbow is the sign of that covenant. Just like your wedding band is the outward sign that you have made a covenant of marriage with your spouse. When you look upon that ring, you remember the covenant that you made. Subsequently, when others look upon that ring on your finger, they know that you are already in covenant with another. So God as well has signs of his covenant with us. Let's look at one more. Exodus 31, 12 through 13. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily my Sabbaths you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. So we see here that keeping Sabbath is an outward sign of our covenant with Yahweh. By emulating his rest on the seventh day, well, every seventh day, we honor the time that he set apart for us to focus on him and to be thankful to him and rest in his promises. By refraining to work or refraining to buy and sell, 
On this day, we demonstrate not just self-control, which is one of the fruits of the Spirit, but we actively demonstrate our faith in Him and that He will provide for us on this day. Just as the Israelites did in the wilderness by only picking up manna for six days and then refraining on the seventh. Speaking of the Israelites in the wilderness, let's read another scripture. Exodus 13, 9 says, It shall be a sign for you on your hand and a reminder on your forehead that the law of the Lord is to be on your lips. With a mighty hand, the Lord brought you out of Egypt. Therefore, you shall keep this statute at the appointed time year after year. So this verse is in the context of keeping Passover, which is another holy day or appointment that God has outlined for us in the Bible. And isn't it interesting that keeping these commandments in our Bibles, they set us apart by being a sign. To be more specific, a sign on our forehead and our hand. So again, just as the wedding band is an outward sign for you to remember the covenant and when others look upon you to see that you are already in covenant, These signs are in that same manner. It says it's a reminder. Exodus 13, 9. It is a sign and a reminder. It is a sign between God and the children of Israel forever. With these last days, which we may soon be in or are quickly approaching. I mean, the red heifers have already been identified and taken to Israel. The altar is ready. The priesthood is ready. The Euphrates is drawn up. Sin is outwardly and publicly paraded and praised. And from what I can see, for the first time in history, being devoted to a godly lifestyle is now the minority and even commonly poked fun of. But I say all that to say that there's a time soon approaching when we will have to choose whose sign or mark that we will wear. Will you be found wearing the sign or mark of our creator? Let's read from Ezekiel. Ezekiel 20, starting in verse 11, says, And I gave them my statutes and showed them my judgments, which If a man does, he shall live by them. Moreover, I also gave them my Sabbaths to be a sign between them and me, that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. Yet the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They did not walk in my statutes. They despised my judgments which if a man does, he shall live by them. And they greatly defiled my Sabbaths. Then I said I would pour out my fury on them in the wilderness to consume them. So you see this, that's not a good outcome for profaning the Sabbath. 
So now let's read the outcome if we keep his holy days and commandments. Revelation 7 verses 2 and 3 says, I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal or mark of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the seas nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. It goes on in the next chapter to say in verse 9, And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. But here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God in the faith of Jesus. Well, I don't know about you, but that's the camp I want to be found in. I want the seal of God. I am his and he is mine. And after all, this is how we show our love to God by keeping his commandments. His love language is acts of service. Let's read just a couple more scriptures. Jeremiah 31. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new or renewed covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It goes on to say, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and I will be their God and they will be my people. So we see that this new renewed covenant is marked by this same law and commandments written in our hearts. So let's compare this to the original covenant. So let's go all the way back to Deuteronomy chapter 6 starting in verse 4. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these are the words which I command you this day. They shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto your children. And shall talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall bind them for a sign up on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. Does that sound any different? We still see that the law is in our hearts and our obedience or loyalty, that is a sign on our hand and our foreheads. Brothers and sisters, just as we see here on earth, we see our loved ones and maybe even you have renewed your vows 
with rings on our hands as tokens. But then by our loyalty and our faithfulness and action as outward signs of our marital covenant, I propose that our covenant with God reflects that same principle. So that's all I have for tonight. I will see you back here in just a few more days. Until then, may God bless you and keep you and give you shalom.